Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, December 8th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. CBS's Dennis Dodd observes that one hurdle to NCAA President Charlie Baker's player compensation memo involves the further bifurcation of the Power Five and the Group of Five, the latter of which, Kenny Hurts Perry attorney Mitt Winter says, is unlikely to support the proposal. If you're a G5 school, why would you be in favor of a plan that would require you to, number one, pay tons of money to a trust fund? Dodd notes that unintentionally suggests that schools in the MAC, Sun Belt and Conference USA might not be able to afford it. FBS membership is like a five-star steakhouse whether you're Georgia Southern or Ohio State. It brands your product. It's the white tablecloth of college athletics. The designation affects enrollment, state subsidies and obviously the ability to sponsor non-revenue sports. A new subdivision potentially stamps those lower-resourced schools with somewhat of a scarlet letter. Estimates are the average school will have to come up with an average of $7.5 million to stock the annual trust fund. On threes Eric Prisbell gets reactions to NCAA President Charlie Baker's proposal from various stakeholders, including student-athletes. On the topic of employment, SMU volleyball student-athlete Alex Glover says, I don't feel athletes should be university employees. I believe that scholarships, stipends along with the opportunity to monetize your name, image and likeness are all good examples of payment for the student-athlete while representing the said university. Former Oklahoma State track and field student-athlete Tori Ortiz disagrees. I believe athletes should be university employees. Athletic programs bring in so much money to the university, and NIL deals aren't promised to everyone. If you are an employee, then they'd have to get paid, and even something as small as a stipend to the players who don't get much love could go a long way. Walker Jones, executive director of the Ole Miss-focused Grove Collective, adds, anecdotally, our athletes want their fair share, but not at the sacrifice of not being a student-athlete anymore. How do we get there? I think there's almost going to be that special exempt status that we codify these athletes as student-athletes. Clemson AD Graham Neff, Iowa Interim AD Beth Getz, and New Mexico State AD Mario Mocha took the stage at the SBJ Intercollegiate Athletics Forum to discuss driving incremental revenue and raising brand awareness within their respective programs. Neff noted that, we're always in growth mode, and called the athletic department, just a huge production house. He also acknowledged that other departments were in the same position, therefore, the goal is, continuing to differentiate. Gets explained that measuring one's brand is about a moment in time, therefore, priorities are going to change based on where you are in a moment in time and how you're going to evaluate how compelling your story is. Gets mentioned the Hawkeyes crossover at Kinnick event and noted that 25% of the tickets were from new accounts rather than traditional ticket holders for women's basketball. From a social standpoint, we certainly have been able to find the reach that we want from our channels, depending on which one you look at. Mocha explained that the Aggies have taken advantage of consumables with local stores in the Las Cruces area. New Mexicans, he pointed out, like to buy New Mexican products. Specifically, he noted the Lobos bring in $30,000 a year in licensing after starting out with a beer and moving on to seltzers, wines and liquors. It's all distributed statewide, so it's in a ton of stores. So, we are able to maximize that around the state. The Eastern Washington Board of Trustees today will discuss the Strategic Resource Allocation Reports, which were conducted by the University Services and Academic Programs Task Forces and recommend budget cuts in various departments, including changes to the football program. The report concluded that it is unsustainable for a university of our size with our budgetary challenges to allow a single unit to accumulate annual deficits as large as the ones listed in this template. EWU's leadership needs to consider all options to decrease football's unsustainable deficit spending, including moving football to a lower division. 
The board has previously insisted it will not move the football program to a lower division, and EWU media relations specialist David Meany says, people's lives are involved here in their jobs. That's why we want to be thoughtful and remind people that all these reports did was provide some ideas and recommendations. They're very thorough reports and we owe it to everyone in being thorough in making decisions so Eastern can be viable in the future. D1 Baseball and 643 Charts have partnered to create the Diamond Sports Ranking DSR, designed to revolutionize how college baseball and softball teams are ranked. From the release, unlike RPI, which primarily focuses on win-loss records and strength of schedule, DSR introduces a more contextual game evaluation. It considers the specific circumstances of each matchup, such as the margin of victory and the game's location, offering a deeper insight into a team's performance. DSR assesses team strength dynamically at the time of each game, rather than allowing the value of a win or loss to fluctuate based on opponents' future performances. This approach provides a more accurate reflection of a team's capabilities during specific periods. DSR incorporates the margin of victory into its rankings, recognizing that the extent of a win can be a significant indicator of a team's dominance, an aspect completely overlooked by RPI. DSR ranks teams based on their probability of defeating an average team. In contrast, RPI doesn't necessarily ensure the better team is ranked higher when comparing teams. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, December 8th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.